Welcome to the human side of research, conversations to inspire and help you advance in your scientific career. And these are the voices of today's conversation. You know, I had one goal to prove that I was worthy of the assistant professorship. I had absolutely no vision of where I wanted to go. We hear a lot about young researchers wanting to be authentic mm -hmm. in the way mm -hmm. they manage their careers. Yeah, that's a tricky one. Eh? Yeah, how do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, my name is Gesa and I'm your host. Today's episode is all about research visions. On October 12th this year, I spoke to Johan Karmans, a full professor who has his own, as I think, creative and refreshing view on research visions. The questions I asked him were inspired by questions we received from tenure trackers of Wageningen University and research. Amongst many other things, we talk about Johan's experiences with not having a vision, how a vision is a work in progress, his very democratic approach to leading, and more. Enjoy! First of all, I thought it would be interesting if you introduce yourself a little bit. Who are you? Yeah. What are you working on? What's your position? Yeah. And maybe something that you're passionate about that's not work-related. That's not work-related. Yes. Okay, so uh, I'm Johan Karremans. Uh, I'm a full professor now at uh, Radboud University in the Social and Cultural Psychology uh, Department. Um, I'm a full professor since uh, one year now. So before that, I was associate professor. Um, I'm also head of department. So since two years, uh, comes with a lot of administrative uh, work which is uh, new to me. And um, um, so, so I'm a researcher. Uh, my domain is interpersonal relationships. I study how people thrive in their relationships, how they, for example, are able to maintain romantic relationships and keep their relationships uh, happy and uh, going. Um, so that's generally what I do. So specifically in the in this domain, I'm interested uh, uh, since since a couple of years in the role of mindfulness, for example, in the, in uh, relationships. And um, you asked me about uh, things that are uh, I am passionate about outside of my work. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm passionate about outside of my work. You know, the things that come to mind is my, you know, my family, my my wife and daughters, very passionate about. But um, in terms of hobbies, for example, I uh, I uh, like art, making art and watching art. Uh, so I I paint. Uh, that's that's what I do uh, on Monday evenings, <laughs> but also in the week uh, during the weekends. Um, I uh, cycling uh, on, a, on a race bike is one of my other hobbies. I spent uh, quite some time on my uh, racing bike, and um, I think that that's that's mostly uh, mostly it. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's quite a lot. So you still have time for all of these things next yeah. to? Yeah, yeah, and I think I, I force myself to uh, to do these things next to uh, my my job. I, I mean, I you know I know I have a I have a busy job, 
But I also know that if I don't do these things, that uh, I will not last for a long time. Mm. Yeah, so I, I really need that. Yeah. 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 And today we want to talk about a research vision mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. to make sure that we talk about the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I would like you to shortly tell me what is your view on what is a vision? How do you understand that concept? Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I was thinking a little bit about this um, and I think there, there are two ways to think about a vision. The first is in terms of content. So what is the what is my vision in terms of research? Uh, what are the research questions that I really want to focus on? Um, and then do I have a vision on where the field is going, for example, and, and my specific uh, field of research? Uh, that is that is one part of of a vision, and the other one is more like the how how to do that. Um, then it becomes very strongly related to strategy, I think. So how to uh, you know fulfill your your vision, um, but that is you know more like the uh, the meta part of science. So how to approach your research. Um, um, Do you do that in a very structural manner? Uh, do, do you do that with team science, uh, international collaboration, national collaboration? What do I think works best um, to obtain uh, that, that mission and to fulfill that mission or that vision that I have in, the, in terms of the research questions that I have, the broader research questions? Okay, so that's interesting. So you're saying there's three things. There is the vision, there is the strategy that that is kind of the yeah the way how to get yeah but but i i would say that's also a vision you can have a vision on the strategy okay because that can be something that you will only be able to do in the future in some way or yeah or how you work how you work um so you you know having a having a a kind of a strategy of how you work, I'm, I'm not saying by the way, but I'm sure we get to that, that, that I have a very clear vision on the strategy, mm -hmm. um, but, you, but, but, but I know some people do, you know, they have a very clear view on how they want to reach their goals in, in science, mm -hmm. you know, irrespective of the content, irrespective of what research questions they, uh, they follow up. Um, but um, I think you can have a very clear strategy on that. Uh, vi sorry, vision. Vision, on, vision on that. You have a vision about the strategy as well as a vision of what you want to reach with your strategy. Yes, yes. And then you also said mission. Yeah. What's the difference there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think... I th so, so maybe it's best to explain this with an, um, with an example. Um, so I'm in the, in the process or in the face of preparing my inaugural speech for my, uh, for my professorship. Uh, yeah. You know, that's something that you don't necessarily need to do, but I thought this is a very nice moment to, to think about, you know, what, what exactly uh, have I been doing in my career and what do I want to uh, uh, do in my career? Well, I think I have a, a pretty clear mission, which is um, that I, I believe that uh, The idea of people as social animals. I'm a psychologist, of course, so 
but people are social animals. That's a kind of a very underappreciated cliche in psychology. So I want to put that back on the map, basically put that back on the on the agenda. So we are social animals. There's a lot, lots of evidence for this, but in psychology, it's very individual oriented. So my mission is really to uh, get people interested, colleagues uh, interested in the importance uh, of, of social relationships, of studying the social context. Um, and, and I think that's a very clear mission. Mm-hmm. Now I can have, I can have a vision, uh, different visions, perspectives on how to approach that mission and how to reach that. Um, well, and that is through collaboration, uh, through um, choosing the specific uh, research questions that I want to pursue, um, etc., etc. Okay, thanks. I think it helps that we clarified the, the terms here a little bit. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. And you already started telling me something about the difference between you and other people that you have known or that you know and you sketched a little bit someone who has a very clear idea of how to reach their goals and you said that yourself are not such a person so but you are pretty successful so how did you get there yeah you know um if if the the criterion for being successful is that you're that you become a full professor then i guess i'm i'm successful but i think there are so many more ways to be successful in your job eh? so uh, um, I, I, I truly uh, think that you know that the, uh, becoming a professor was was never my end goal or main interest uh, becoming a full professor so it, it, it's not like that I had I was ever on a mission to become a full professor um, but anyways, yeah, well, I think that this is also uh, uh, about diversity. So in science, uh, there's really uh, completely different paths that, that lead to a successful career that, that uh, you know, and that will bring you to becoming a full professor or it will, uh, you know, you, you can be an assistant professor for your entire career and being very successful in that, I think. So, so what does success mean to you? Yeah, well, success um, to me, yeah, you can you can look at that from a from a personal level. I think for me personally, being successful in my job is that I really enjoy the things that I do, um, and that has definitely not always been the case in my during my career. Um, you know, it comes and it goes and, you know, there have been points that I thought, you know, what am I doing? And maybe it's good to, uh, look for another job. Um, uh, so, uh, being successful is uh, kind of for me personally, well, again, that, that I enjoy the things that I do. And I think I enjoy the things that I do. If at some point I also realize that I really have something to say. So I have acquired some specific knowledge that is helpful to other people, to my students, for example, um, that I'm really telling them something new and, and valuable, that that is for me being successful. So, and you can do that at every level and, and every stage of your career, I think. And uh, another way of, um, you know, another other criterion 
of being successful and this has become more and more important for me uh, uh, in the course of my career is having a um, societal impact so working together with society with societal partners um, in my work in in mindfulness my, my mindfulness research you know I published that work in the in the scientific journals but I also became a mindfulness instructor so I teach people um, you know mindfulness training and that that link for me is very uh, that link between uh, practice and science has become more and more important uh, to me um, so that is for me now uh, a criterion for success I would say and if you bring that back to vision would you say that once it became more clear to you that these things are important, that they became part of the vision that you had? De definitely. Yeah, definitely. That, that's a very good one. And, and when I think about vision, it's very often I, I um, in hindsight, I feel that, oh, yeah, I, th I think I had a, had a kind of an implicit vision or on how I wanted to do things. And then... Um, throughout doing and throughout my career my vision became more clear and more clear so so one of the things that 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 link between practice and science um you know six years ago i think i started to do the mindfulness training so you know i work basically um you know part in in practice and um i've you know, I've, I, wa I really wanted to do that because I uh, thought it, it would be the best way to really learn about what mindfulness actually is and what it actually can do. So that, that was, I think, you know, already a start of my vision on that. Um, but once I started uh, actually doing these mindfulness trainings, I, only then I realized how really important it is to inform me as a scientist you know, really actually talking to uh, normal people who are practicing mindfulness and who are being trained in mindfulness and what they experience and what they tell each other and exchange. Um, and from that, I learn a lot that I cannot learn from reading scientific ar articles. Uh, so that, that has really boosted my, my interest in the topic. Uh, and I think also really boosted my yeah, well, if you if you if you want my the, my success uh, success in that in that area. Yeah. yeah. So if I hear it correctly, you're saying that often you don't know beforehand what will be informing your vision and your strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I, I think when you think about a vision, um, you should it's 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 not a it's not a like an an uh, it's not set in stone. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you know you th this is my vision and then when i cannot depart from that in any way i think a vision always should and 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 is flexible uh, almost by definition because you cannot you, yeah I, I mean it's a vision uh, a vision is about something that happens in the future well we, we cannot predict the future of course but you know we can have an kind of a guideline where to go where to go but you have to be flexible and and also you know implement experiences into your vision um along the way and when you you know some some things uh, 
you note as well this works really well and other things you note as well th this doesn't really help me uh, doesn't help me to reach my goals um, and then you know you 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 omit them from your vision basically that's i think that's a good one i think that we should um, use some time to talk about those parts where you felt that something was not the right direction that yes. you were taking. Yeah, so yeah, could yeah. you go back in time to a place where you were still looking for a direction? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what happened there? Uh, 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 there's, there's something directly, uh, immediately comes to mind. Is uh, So when I was, a, I was a PhD student at a free university, and then after my PhD, I got a job as an assistant professor at um, um, Utrecht University. And I felt that, you know, I had one goal was to prove that I was worthy of the assistant professorship. You know, that it was not just luck, uh, what I did in my PhD. And then, you know, I was, yeah, yeah I'm looking for the, for the, for the English uh, equivalent of Kips on the Cop, but, you know, very randomly, I was pursuing research ideas. And if, if a research idea didn't, you know, didn't work out well, I jumped to the next one and then jumped to the next one and the next one. And, and that was a period in my career. I was, I had really no aim um it was very um well um uh, a lot of turmoil um uh uncertainty and um and 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 what and i think what if i look back on it it was really because due to a lack of vision i had absolutely no vision of where i wanted to go uh, so I was well in a very ad hoc manner. I was pursuing my research ideas, which come you know quite easily. That that is one of my strengths, I think. And um, um, and and then at that point, when I was kind of visionless, um, the 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 head of the department, Kees van der Bos, then came to me, and he said, "Johan, sit down. We have a coffee." And he kind of sensed what I was doing. And he said, you know, I have all confidence in you. Just sit back, take a step back. What do you really want to do? What is really important to you? And we give you all the time to, to do that, to pursue that and uh, no worries. And that, uh, that was really a uh, change in, in, in the way I worked and, uh, and helped me tremendously. So I also had um, like a personal hero there who. Yeah, he put it, he definitely put me on the right track. And, and, and it's interesting if I, if I, again, if I look back on it, it was really because of a lack of a vision. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that having a vision is very often, you know, overemphasized and overestimated what, what the role of a vision is, because, you know, having a very clear vision is difficult. But having no vision at all, <laughs> then it becomes really, you know, it becomes very loose and, and weak and, and without any direction. And uh, that doesn't help anybody. No. So 
But so so he set you down. He was your what was this? Yeah, he was the head of the department uh, at that time. So yeah. He set you down and he said, take a step back and think about what do you really want. And yeah. then what was the next step that you took? Yeah, you I, well, I think you know a vision can start um, relatively small. Um, I, I think what I, you know, again, it's it's really all in hindsight, but I think what what really helped me is then to focus on one specific research question or research topic um, in that time that was for me interpersonal forgiveness and uh, automatic processes in forgiveness. And that's, that's where I focused on from that moment on. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think you, you can say, well, my vision at the time was okay for, well for the next at least for the next year or the next two years i'm really going to focus on this i'm uh, i'm gonna be an yeah ex expert if you will on this topic try to study it from all different uh, angles and then uh, we'll see what happened and i think that that gave a lot of you know that brought back some some rest um uh, calmness and uh, and gave me uh, yeah it gave me more direction and and was really helpful. It, it's not that I had the vision at the time that you know in in ten years from now I want to do this or I want to have reached these and these goals. But it, it it was really you know starting small. Yeah. So it it depends very much on the on where in your career you are, I guess. Yeah. Is it something that you would advise? young researchers now to um, well avoid having no vision at all but not make it too big yeah well that that is of course uh, yeah, it's, it's always about you know, it's a kind of a cliche but finding the right balance eh? um, yeah, it's like 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 as with setting goals if you if you set your goals too high and too ambitious and you're not going to reach your goals you're going to be uh, end up being very disappointed um, so, you know, having a vision and your vision, you know, should should have some level of ambition, um, but also a, a feasible. It should be a feasible vision. So that is also important. I I'm, I mean, you can have a vision. You know, with my research, I'm gonna change the country, and and uh, dissolve all the crises there are in the in this country. It's a very nice vision, but you're never gonna reach it. Uh, so set set your vision at the at the right level uh, i would say and and definitely having a vision can be can be very helpful i'm, I'm really sure of that um but uh so no having no vision at all is is not recommendable but you know set, set it at the right level yeah mm -hmm. yeah and you already mentioned the head of the department as one key figure in this journey for you were there other moments where people had an impact on how you worked or what you worked on well um yes uh and and i think this is very relevant to this uh, to this podcast so there have been moments uh throughout my career where i was kind of forced to explicate my my vision so when i was um you know when i uh was applying for a job in in nijmegen uh, from from Ute when I went from Utrecht to to Nijmegen when there was an assistant professorship here, a permanent position. You know you have to sit down and carefully think about you know 
what am I actually doing and what are, what do I want to do in the in the future? Um, then when I was promoted from UD to UHD and and ten years later from UHD to full professor, and uh, this is actually something that that I've discussed here uh, in the department. I think it's very um, valuable for every scientist to, you know, every, let's say, I don't know, three years or so, kind of sit back, reflect, what am I doing? Uh, where am I heading? And I, I kind of write, write a vision, a, a kind of a general perspective on, on what you are doing and where you want to go. Um, and I, I discussed this in the department to, to do it and, and then, uh, because in an application or a uh, promotion phase, you're forced to do that for a committee. But, you know, colleagues can be each other's committee, so to speak, you know, but then in a more informal way. But just so in, instead of having an, an uh, research talk that we have very regularly uh, in the department, every now and then have a kind of a vision talk now, what, what is your vision? Kind of summarize what you've done in the past three years. Uh, what have I learned? Uh, and from there, what are the implications of what I've learned? And what is my vision of where I want to go? I think that that, that is really valuable. And why is that valuable? Because it gives direction. You can, uh, very often the things that... Um, um, you, you know, if, if you don't follow that direction, I, I'm, I, I'm definitely, uh, I'm not saying that you should, again, should always stick to that vision, but it sometimes hel helps you to kind of recalibrate uh, what is really important uh, to you. And then also realize, oh man, you know, I've been doing this and this project, it, re it really cost me a lot of energy rather than that it helps helps me in 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 well in uh, you know it, it's not fulfilling uh, it only costs energy so if you really reflect every now and then you can then also decide well I'm not gonna put any energy or effort in this anymore you know just leave it and uh, you know that's one reason I think why, why it's very helpful yeah, we often yeah. get the question from tenure trackers, how do I um, set my priorities right? Yeah. So what yeah. you're saying is if you have a clearer vision, that also helps you yeah. with determining what projects should be part of your journey and what, yes, yes, what yeah. are not. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And then we often hear that they find it very hard to say no to opportunities because they don't know yet yeah. what are the promising yeah. turns to take. Yeah. So yeah. what would you advise them there? Um, that That's a difficult one. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm the right person to ask because um, I also find that very hard. Um, uh, you know, I tend to, uh, uh, you know, I, I have an opinion about many things. And uh, so when there's an opportunity to be in a committee or think along or brainstorm about certain issues in the institute, for example, I, I generally say yes to that, um, which comes at the cost of, you know, you only have so much time. Uh, so it comes at the, at the cost of my research, for example. 
but but then then also you know uh, you know it's, I'm, I'm, it's e- easier for me to say now because I'm a little later in my career. Um, it doesn't matter so much if it comes a little bit at uh, at the cost of my research. If you are, if you go back in the past and you are still young, Johan, figuring out what he wants to do, and there are a lot of things coming at you, yeah. how do you choose which ones are the ones worth pursuing, and which ones to say no to? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's really it's really a hard one. So I'm I'm trying to formulate a, an, an an answer. I'm thinking back of. I think what um, what I what I you know I I I think if if you only say yes to things that are that you feel that oh this is really good for my career this is really the you know it's like a strategy um, you you can do that and and. People can become very successful. Um, well, it, it has never been my strategy. Um, I, I, th- I really think I can say that in all honesty. Um, also, people, uh, other others will will know. I think you know whether you do this for very strategic reasons or or just because you are enthusiastic about something. Now I'm yeah yeah I'm enthusiastic about a lot of things, and uh, and and that uh, and, and it's really that I think that's really my only strategy. That when I'm very enthusiastic about something, yeah, I want to do that. You know, I want to uh, make part of it. And then sometimes, um, you know, I also find out. Well, I may have been overly enthusiastic, and it uh, this is really not for me. And you and and it's really you know saying no to things is uh, hard or choosing when to say yes and when to say no, but I think what what also really takes courage and effort then is you know once you've said you you said yes, and you find out well, it was probably not a very good choice to say well, I'm stepping down you know I have to this is not for me. Do you have an example where that happened to you? Um. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. At at some point, I was in an internationalization uh, committee. I I remember that uh, yeah, it was pretty early in my in my career, and I was uh, and like you said, yeah, I was enthusiastic about the idea of internationalization, but you don't know what really what to expect. And I I was there in meetings, and I was quite young. And there were uh, all these uh, full professors in the room who were quite old, <laughs> and uh, I had no no say in in anything, and I didn't feel that I could contribute. You know, I I could have um, you know sat there for for two or three more years, every month, uh, two hour meeting, but uh, I soon found out you know this is not helpful it doesn't help anyone that i'm sitting there so i i passed uh, uh, my place to to someone else and i uh, yeah so if you had sat there you could have put it on your cv but uh, yeah, exa- exactly exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 interesting we um hear a lot 
about young researchers wanting to be authentic mm-hmm. in the way mm-hmm. they manage their careers. Yeah, that's a tricky one. Eh? Yeah, how do you think about it? Yeah, yeah. The, the, I, I, of course, being authentic is, uh, I think that's always a very good idea. Uh, staying very close to your uh, to your self, to to your true self, um, but you know it has a of course there's a you know, the challenge and there's almost a paradox in that you know if you you know if you if you want to be authentic, uh, you know authenticity should almost come naturally. naturally. If you want to look for authenticity, it's it's not uh, authentic anymore. <laughs> well, you, 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 the, 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 yeah, the risk is that it's not authentic at all anymore. So that uh, yeah, that's a, that's a tricky one. I, I don't think I have a very uh, helpful or clear answer to that. Um, But isn't your way of choosing which paths to pursue? Um, is that not a very authentic way of doing it? Yeah, well, if you ask me, I I, th- I think it is, but it isn't. It, you can also say, you know, isn't any path an authentic way? I mean, there's if 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 it's really very close to you to to be very strategic. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with being strategic. Eh? It's not just my strength. It's it's not my strength. Uh, some people are very good at that, and it, and it helps their career. Their their research, uh, it helps them having impact. So I, I actually very, uh, I admire that a lot. And I wish I, I, I could be more strategic uh, every now and then. But it's not less authentic. I mean, for them, it's it's their way of doing the, the things that, that they do. Mm. Um, so, so whether you want to be strategic or uh, being less strategic and more follow your gut, uh, every now and then, I, 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 the latter is my strategy, so to speak. Um, you know what f- what feels best to you, um, and that's being authentic. So, if we offer tenure trackers, for example, courses on how to be strategic and how to develop a vision, is that not forcing them into? For some of them doing something that does not come naturally well then then your your vision can still be you know i i uh, um, i think what is really important in in science in doing good science is that you follow your enthusiasm um that that you that you're really intrinsically motivated for the for the research questions that you uh, that you pursue uh, that can be actually part of your vision and 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 that and then that becomes a strategy you know only if i really feel enthusiastic about something that i'm going to do that because i i truly believe that this is going to result in the best science that i can do uh, and i want to surround myself with with other people who are also really enthusiastic about uh, the research questions that we uh, that we pursue uh, that that could be part of the vision i think And would you um, would you say that having tenure trackers do courses on this is that useful? Or? Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's it's very useful. I I never had a um, course in this. 
um, but I, I I think it's um, it's it's definitely useful and and it's it's not you know it, yeah you you talked about authenticity I think that the, I would I would say the most important lesson that you that you would probably learn in in such a course is that there's yeah there's no um, framework one size fits all framework for how to how to write a vision it's really your vision and there can be very different visions um, so it's not a checklist of what what should be uh, should be in the vision but it's really you know sitting back uh, taking a step back and okay what do I really find important how do I want to achieve that um, and then you start formulating a vision Mm-hmm. And it's and it becomes your own vision. Is it also what keeps you motivated in doing your job? Because in the in the beginning, you said that there have been times where you were wondering if you were on the right yeah. career path. Yeah. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about that? Uh, it's also part of my personality. I think you know every now and then I I I, I need an. an extra boost of inspiration and I, I become uh, bored pretty soon so uh, if uh, if I if I'm working for a couple of years on a, on a similar topic and um, uh, for example yeah uh, for example you know I, I remember I had a at an uh, a, a professor and colleague of mine from Canada he was visiting me I think it was 2017 or so John Lydon, um, and he was uh, in his 60s. I was then, uh, you know, about 40 or so. And he was, you know, we uh, we had been doing some experimental studies uh, together, you know, these, these experimental lab studies about uh, romantic relationships. And uh, he was very enthusiastically about uh, talking about an experimental setup. And I almost had an you know almost out of body experience that i realized you know oh man if i'm 60 years old am i still talking about an you know experimental set setup of a two by two design in in the lab uh, and i really I, i felt oh no and then i and then i really felt like you know oh am i on the wrong uh, on the right track it's kind of almost yeah well, you can call it a, a midlife crisis, but you know, it, it, it really kind of, uh, yeah, it, it didn't really make me very happy that uh, that uh, you know that that image of the of the future. So and, and you know, and then I, I think what happened is that I kind of felt really, you know, not in my place in in my, in my work at that time. Uh, of course, it was not just this incident, but it's it, it's an example of 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 that time that I felt you know what am I really doing? Uh, you know, it's a, it's nice experimental designs, uh, but what do I really know about about romantic relationships and now etc. etc. Only based on uh, experimental knowledge in the lab. Yeah, and and. Uh, I, I think when I started to get back into the, you know, in enjoying uh, the things that I'm doing is really when I 
started to do the mindfulness training, for example, and started to reach out to practice and uh, making that link with practice. I think that's what I really needed at that moment. And that made my job uh, more interesting. And I think that there's uh, always constant development in, in the things that you do. Eh? So now, if I look back on five years ago, uh, again, I think, well, maybe that's not something I'm very interested uh, right now. You know, I, I, now I even more try to make that bridge with, with societal partners. Um, it's, I find it more important. So it seems that you're also very creative in the way you add new aspects to the same topic. I uh, yeah, but it, it's really I have to. Yeah. Otherwise, I um, you know you, you 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 well, there's a theory in relationship science that's called self-expansion theory, but I I really need to have that sense of self-expansion um, being associated with my job. So if there's a if I feel that I'm at the, at the same level for for a very long time and I'm kind of repeating the things that I'm doing, then I I become bored and I miss that sense of self-expansion and and that that starts with feeling you know uneasy in my work, uncomfortable, not very very happy in my my work uh, until I find a new way or a new path. And how do you find that new path? Then? Do you have a standard way of dealing with the Som boredom? So sometimes it, it just comes at your path. Mm -hmm. um, so, for example, you know, I'm, I'm teaching now in Indonesia. So four years ago, I, uh, yeah, you know, I, I was invited. You know, it's not something that I pursued, but I was invited by students. Uh, hey, uh, we followed your course. Very interesting. Do you want to uh, teach this course in Indonesia, in uh, Pajajaran University in uh, Bandung? Well, I didn't have to uh, think for two seconds, <laughs> you know, and, and then, you know, uh, st things start to um, stream, so to speak. Eh? And, uh, and then I get very excited about that. And, and when I have something like that, then, uh, you know, other things also start to fall in place. That, that's what I very often uh, experience. Yeah. So you need to stay open for new opportunities coming yeah. in as well. Because yeah. if you are, yeah. would that also maybe be a downside of too strict a vision that you, wait, that you lose sight of things that are a little bit outside of? Uh, that, 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 could be an, uh, that could be a risk. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But it's also it also depends very much on the person. Eh? You know, if you if you if you have a high need for structure, um, and and your vision is very structured, and you really know where to where to go and how to how to uh, attain that, yeah, you 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 don't need other uh, deviations from that or or, or distractions. Um, I I do need those. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, now I'm thinking about it, that, that also makes me, you know, exciting to think about the future because, um, you know, I, I talked about Indonesia, that is, that's now for four years in a row and in the next coming years I will, I will keep doing that. Um, but it al also makes me realize that, you know, I've, uh, 
17 years until my retirement. I don't want to think about my retirement, but you can think about all oh, 17 years doing the same things. But I know that will not be the, the, the same 17 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be opportunities in the future and uh, uh, different trains that I, that I jump on. Um, yeah. So as a researcher and especially as a leading researcher, because you're leading also younger researchers in their work. Um, Have you always felt that people were following you easily or have you struggled with that? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, that's a very good question. And I I very much realized that, that, uh, you know, I'm a, a, I, I can, I can be a little bit jumpy. Uh, so become, like I said, very enthusiastic about things. And and I've had very good fits with uh, with some PhD students, for example, in, t- in terms of, you know, if we are sitting together, you know, having a coffee or a, a beer and we, we get an idea and then, yeah, we have to pursue this and then we, we go for it. And others who have a very, uh, a much more systematic way of, of doing things, um, you know, do not always follow that. And that, you know, in the past that has led sometimes to, you know, kind of um, friction. friction. Um, but that's also what, you know, what I have learned that this actually a very, can be a very good combination. Um, so, but once I started to appreciate that, that, that friction, then it becomes helpful, you know, then it becomes helpful to, to really make use of the, of the different skills that are, that are there in a, in a team. How do you do that? Um, to, to have more confidence in, in, uh, for example, a PhD student who is, who is very systematic and, um, um yeah where where i you know halfway the project i might have an have a different idea of where we where we want to go um i'm less now less inclined to kind of force my ideas on onto the phd student and and really see see where it goes and i've i've really learned from experience in you know recent experience also that um this this can actually result in in very very interesting projects that I've never been involved in before, uh, for example, systematic reviews. No, that that is not something you should you know ask me to do. Um, if you really want to do that, very uh, strict. Um, but I have a PhD student that now, for example, who is working on this, and you know already for three years has gone, and, and it's an amazing, fantastic project. And I, I think you know my um, I can, you know, my creativity I can I can really use that to make uh, the paper uh, better the po- the project better, um, but I give the confidence that 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 she actually can do this very in a very systematic way. Mm-hmm. So that um, yeah that is uh, th- that's also very nice to to learn. Yeah. So would you say that? you you learn to see where your strengths and your own weaknesses lie and to appreciate yeah 
both of them like own the things that you're not good at uh, exactly and i and i i i also um um yeah and i've learned i mean it's it's not like you know there's no friction anymore and i but i'm 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 better than i used to be at appreciating the strengths of another person that is really opposite to my strengths mm-hmm. um so where in you know in 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 the past maybe I, i've thought about this in terms of you know i, I really cannot work this we're just not a good team if you're if you're really open for this um then you actually can become a very good team with some friction every now and then yeah. still but uh yeah yeah and now as a head of department yeah how do you make other people follow you in your vision that you have um very bottom up uh, the, uh so uh, in a very bottom up democratic uh, manner you know i'm not imposing any vision of course i this is a podcast so other people can i try to steer every uh, here and there uh, you know in a maybe in an implicit way but really not imposing uh, my vision on 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 top of the group but i mean that's part of my vision that uh, you know we are working with very talented people there's a lot of um, who have you know many many skills and excellent ideas which are not always my ideas there's a large variety of ideas so um i think you know you know part of my vision and strategy for example i've have been in the past two years you know have the these uh, brainstorm sessions uh, various brainstorm sessions with the whole group uh, to think about you know what what is our mission mission and what is our vision uh, in the group and that has resulted in very um very uh, well maybe even surprising outcomes um and 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 you know part of my vision has then been you know if we do this in a bottom-up way um we kind of have a sense we we wanted to find the the common goal the common ground in you know we of course everybody has their own research topics and research interest and uh, have their own skills but try to see you know what is the overarching theme that we are working on mm-hmm. and if you do that in a bottom-up manner and then in the end everybody kind of agrees uh, and embraces that that mission um, yeah that that is fantastic I mean then that, that then that, then and and then you start really start to think as a group in terms of you know if you have to make a decision on you know who to hire next what kind of person what's well, pretty easy go back to our mission does does the next person fit our mission and how does the net a next person fit our mission so that's that has been very helpful so yeah. many things there that i find so interesting um uh first of all for me there's just uh, like a, a light going on okay you also can have a vision that is not imposing on other people but that yeah the vision itself is making space for others yes yeah i think that's yes, that's yes, really beautiful yes, yeah. um and um but then it sounds perfect but then the practical part 
how easy is it to find the common ground between all of these? Because this was not the way you hired people in the past, right? So now no. you have this whole collection of people with different interests. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're sitting together in a room and then yeah. you have to come up with... Yeah, the, but the, the, there's always a common ground. Uh, and, and of course, you have to, to find that. And, and maybe the outcome is somewhat arbitrary. It could have been something else. Uh, but no, you know, very to make it very concrete, we we now think about you know what we are interested in is sustainable behavior change. So we're a social psychologists, we study behavior in people, and we want to change people's behavior for the better. You know, if they if they want to, that's an important uh, addition. If they want to, now and how can we change behavior in a sustainable manner so so that it lasts actually. Now, and we do that in different areas. Some are, uh, some of us are focusing on eating behaviors, other on uh, climate-related behavior. I'm studying uh, relationships, so how can you change behavior in people's relationships so so that their relationship outcomes are uh, become better? So, but we all have this common ground now that we that we find very interesting, um, um, and. Uh, and then the challenge is to keep this really in the air, that this uh, vision and and mission, or let's say it's it's we formulated the mission of the group, eh? and uh, to 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 keep it really in the air. So to uh, organize um, colloquia, um, workshops, uh, to put it on the agenda of the department meetings every now and then. Okay, the, here you know, remember this was our vision. So what are we doing? You know uh, what type of grants are we looking for that that fits this mission mm -hmm. so kind of your your building and yeah, more homogeneous uh, group and does this also reach the outside world or does it stay within yeah that, well, no that is definitely one of the the goals that we have of course that that, that you know at, at some point um, you know we're recognized for the group who's studying sustainable behavior change yeah yeah yeah, yeah. does something come to mind that you think you would like to share with people who are struggling with yeah yeah missions visions yeah yeah strategies? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah well uh, i have one 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 important uh, addition to make uh, before we uh, we close now i i realized that you know while i'm talking I'm not sure whether this is the case, but may, maybe some some uh, people listening to this may think, "Oh man, I wish I could work like that." You know, it's a, it sounds if I if I listen to myself, it sounds like a, a success story, yeah. But I mean, I'm struggling all the time. I'm struggling all the time, and um, you know, I, I really in my career, you know, I've I've had at times where I've been struggling a lot, and you know, am I, uh, you know, am I competent enough? Am I doing the right things? Uh, uh, also, you know, when I started to become head of department two years ago, in the first few months, I thought, yeah, this, yeah, th this is really not for me. You know, I was, uh, I, re I really had sleepless nights, uh, you know, to uh, to do this, but. You know, I also you know, started to learn, and um, and that's part of it. Yeah, you know, well, at, at least it's part of my career. The the struggles, it, uh, it has come with uh, with a lot of struggles, and uh, it was definitely not always easy. Um, 
it was also definitely not something yeah like i said in the in the very beginning not something that i you know envisioned uh 20 years ago that i would be a full professor now uh, but uh, i don't know it happened <laughs> but it came with a lot of struggles yeah. and i'm also sure that in the in the future um i will have a lot of strug uh, struggles but I, i'm I, I, i've i've started to become a bit more tolerant to those i was gonna struggles. ask how so yeah. what happens then so you get this yeah. new position first of all you struggle with will i say yes or no yeah yeah how do you make how did you come to that decision yeah well it, it i was the next in line uh, almost you know our head of department uh got a different position as teaching director so i i was the vice uh, head of department and so i was it was kind of logical that i would be the next uh, to to step in and you know also take your responsibility um but i also mentioned that you know i'm i'm not sure whether this is really something that i find very enjoyable um and after six months i was very close to saying well i'm gonna step down i have to also have to say that it was the COVID period so it was not the ideal time to pick this up because you know i was sitting back home behind my laptop and from you know one day i was just you know a member of the department and the next day i was head of the department behind my laptop so what do you what do you do uh, uh, did you get at least a new coffee mug? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, the only thing uh, the only thing is that you get a lot of HR stuff that I had not anticipated. So I needed to fill in a lot of forms of personnel, salaries. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, you can imagine that is not the the, the most uh, nice part of being head of the department. But I I mean what I talked about uh, just now, with thinking about the mission and vision of the department. That is something and making, you know, getting people along in that is, uh, is really something that I really very much enjoy and appreciate. Um, How did you get through the sleepless night period? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, well, uh, I, I mean, yeah, you, you, you survive huh? <laughs> and then you, at the end of the... You, but you, you could have stepped down and you didn't. I, I didn't, yeah. Um, yeah, it's difficult to say why. Why that? Of course, it's 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 like what we discussed before. It's really you know once you do it, it really takes a lot of courage to step down. Mm. So once you said yes, okay, that's one thing. But then and and saying no is easier than uh, once you're doing it, stepping down. That that's a lot more difficult. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, I didn't. And and now you know I'm in the face that what i do realize and this is really nice about it that i've learned a lot in the past two years i i really learned a lot and it really has um yeah has been very enriching uh, for me personally but also scientifically and you know as an as an academic uh, basically um so it, it has helped me to yeah and then you think further you know oh okay well i can do this no well, what's the next step uh, already you know i'm not i'm not there yet but i can now you know imagine you know if a directorship of or you know what whatever uh, administrative job there is two years ago no go was you know 
really um, far away from me. And now it has become, well, well there are parts that I really enjoy. And uh, so who knows? So um, people ask us, how do I build confidence? And that's something that I hear also in your story is that once you have the patience to get through the time where you feel completely yeah. <laughs> unconfident, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. you'll learn enough. Yeah. Yeah. And the confidence comes with the experience. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, you know, for, I feel definitely more confident in my, uh, in my position as head of the department than I, than I, than I did two years ago. I mean, I feel completely inconfident. And I, by the way, I think this is what we should talk about more as academics. You know, in any position, in any situation, we all have our own uncertainties, uh, things that we are not confident about. And it looks as if other people are very confident about what they are doing, but they're not. And if you, you know, really talk about it, it's so refreshing and it's so helpful. Um, and it takes off that, uh, yeah, takes the, takes the edge of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I also encounter it already a lot in PhD candidates. They talk about the imposter syndrome. Yeah, that they feel yeah, completely yeah. inept yeah. at what they're doing. Yeah, um, yeah. They they really ask for talking more about that. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, it's still a struggle because. Apparently, mm -hmm. there are still many research cultures where this is not talked about. Yeah. So how can we improve that? Pooh, yeah, that, that is difficult. But I, I think you can uh, really, as an institute, um, facilitate this by, you know, making it more formal, um, by, you know, by having workshops, uh, career development tracks, um, you know at you know at at the level of a department you can uh, you know every now have discussions about you know okay what 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 are the struggles we are struggling with and really have an open conversation about this um, yeah so it, it, that's a kind of in a top-down fashion you you know you almost force people to talk about their struggles um of course, the focus should not be on the struggles. It should always be in balance with also with the opportunities and 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 the nice things about work. Also, really talk about that. Don't forget to talk about that. Uh, but um, having attention for struggles is something that uh, is very helpful, and I think that that, that is what what people should do, and and uh, perhaps especially academics uh, should do. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I thought so. That's what the podcast is all about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's very nice. Um, is there something that you want to bring out into the world? Um, anyone who has listened to this and is interested in uh, you know, what I'm doing or perhaps even collaboration, uh, don't hesitate to contact me or who has any comments about this podcast, uh, about what I've been saying fiercely disagreeing with it or agreeing with it um, uh, please let me know perfect yeah. thank you thank you this has been the human side of research brought to you by downside up 
I'm Geza and I hope you will tune in again next time. And if you have any feedback on this episode, let me know and send an email to podcast at downsetup.nl. This podcast is made to support researchers in their personal development. If you have a burning question regarding your own career or you have an insightful story that you would like to share, you know a topic we should cover or a person we need to invite, please let us know. See you next time.